so I wanted to have you on because obviously uh, the Amazon Alabama vote uh, is being sent in uh, as we speak. Uh, they say it could take several days uh, as far as it being counted. Uh, from what I read, you could be having issues as far as uh, Amazon contesting certain votes and both sides contesting votes. So this thing could potentially drag on a little bit, but I couldn't think of anything better than you because uh, anyone better to talk to than you, because uh, it's kind of dripping out out of the media right now that Mr. Bezos is going bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Uh, He seems to be going a a little bonkers that his company is being challenged, that the horrendous working conditions are are finally getting out there uh, more uh, of a chorus that people are challenging him on essentially using his workers as numbers on a balance sheet to hell with their health. So that's why we saw Amazon's Twitter over the last couple of days kind of seemed like a weird, like trolling account. So I just wanted to start because obviously you kind of uh, were one of the main whistleblowers that started, uh, that got a lot of, started to get national attention. Uh, what does it say to you that kind of on the heels of this potential historic union vote that the guy who pulls all the strings seems to be melting down a little bit? Well, it, to me, it says that we're, we're in this fight. You know, that's uh, that's what I'm happy to say even a year after you know, my termination. And uh, to see that this vote has uh, really galvanized the entire world. You know, we got workers overseas and uh, international organizations that's tuning in to this union drive. And it's probably the most important union drive I said since the 1930s. So uh, to see, um, you know, going bonkers, so to speak, you know, that's good. It's good to, to know that the power of the people is finally, um, you know, taking a turn for our side, for the working class. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting to me is, uh, I, I mean, I've seen the media really, it's almost like the media is doing PR for, for Bezos, but they're really focused on, well, you know, Amazon's being targeted here. And wait, Amazon does, uh, you know, it pays its workers $15 minimum wage and gives them health care. How kind of them. But you don't really see that much attention in the media in terms of kind of just, I mean, you're talking in some cases, it's kind of similar to what the coal miners experienced back in the day uh, of just horrendous working conditions. Uh, I don't really see that other, other than like lefty progressive media. I don't really see that much in the media coverage of this, that this is, yeah, fine. They pay $15 minimum wage, give you healthcare, but are kind of killing their workers through this, the tracking of workers, the, you know, <laughs> as, it ju- as it just came out, they'll dock you an hour pay if you're a minute late. Uh, the Intercept just reported, uh, you know, it was kind of an open thing that workers were frankly pooping and peeing on the job because they can't go to the bathroom. Uh, do you, is it surprising to you that that's not really part of the discussion in the media? You know, Amazon spends millions on PR and who knows how many, you know, news and media outlets have gotten in their pockets, you know? So I'm not surprised. I, I definitely, I definitely had my experiences and witness 
um, you know, things that are that disgusting and that humane inside these workplaces. Um, you know, one I know for for my own workload that I had to do day to day, I I had to skip going to the restroom sometimes. You know, in order to get an assignment done in a timely manner, uh, whatever I had to do, whether it was making a move uh, with the head count or with the operation, I had to, you know, restrict myself from using the bathroom. And, you know, unfortunately, we do hire senior citizens and uh, people of age that may not have that luxury to hold and restrict themselves. And I've seen incidents at my former facilities where that happens, you know, and it's unfortunate and it's inhumane that this company select people to. And it's it's uh it's taking us out of the fact that, you know, we're not human beings and great who we are as humans. Yeah, I wanted to read some of this because uh the Intercept recently published um Amazon workers with whom I spoke to said the practice of basically peeing and pooping on the job uh, was so widespread due to pressure to meet quotas that managers frequently referenced it during uh, meetings and informal policy documents and emails, which were provided to The Intercept. The practice these documents show was known to management, which identified it as a recurring infraction, but did nothing to ease the pressure that it caused. In some cases, employees even defecated in bags. So what you have there is, uh, I guess, Amazon workers talking to the Intercept, saying that it, it's pretty well workers are peeing and pooping in in you know cars, in bags, uh, you name it, um, and Amazon knows about it. Time for them to go to the bathroom. There's no time for you know long breaks. In some cases, it takes 10, 15 minutes just to get to the break room. Um, so yeah, it, it seems to me. Um, Amazon is, is really, really eager to change the topic, uh, to change the topic, really focusing on, well, we do better than Walmart. Well, we do better than, you know, Home Depot and these other places, but they don't really have an answer for why their workers are essentially making themselves sick to get you that package in three hours. And the way you see it, Henry, um, in terms of what's at stake now and what's at stake longer term for Amazon? Well, I, I think it's interesting that Amazon is the company that's being targeted because they have been more proactive about raising at least salaries for employees, but incredibly high profile. Obviously, a lot of people work there now, so it's not surprising. I, I think stepping back from it, the really important larger story here is just the increasing bifurcation in the economy between shareholders and everybody who works for a living. And I think that there have to be ways for companies to share more of the value that they create with the people who create it, their employees. And I think that that's the, so, at the heart of this. I think, I think for Amazon, I, I think they will work through this. I, I don't. So I want to start with, because this is CNBC, so clearly you know this is going to be a bunch of BS. What's amazing to me, the media coverage, because it's not just CNBC, it's MSNBC, uh, New York Times, Washington Post, uh, you name it. It's all Amazon is being targeted. Amazon is being targeted. Amazon is being targeted. Um, well, I thought we're a democracy, I thought we have the ability to collectively bargain in this country. I thought I thought workers could get together. So 
maybe Amazon wouldn't be targeted if their workers didn't have to in bags on the job while working. Maybe they wouldn't be targeted if they don't have to pee in water bottles on the job. Maybe they wouldn't be targeted if, I don't know, they weren't tracked like, like the CIA. Amazon, for what, what that woman, which you couldn't hear the clip, but that reporter was saying, you know, this Amazon, uh, this whole thing really threatens um, Amazon's, um, you know, efficiency. Actually, I think I could find the clip that you could hear. Let me play it this way so you could hear what that woman was saying. Bernie Sanders visited workers telling them, quote, they know if you succeed here, it will spread all over this country. And guys, that idea of a domino effect is why those stakes are so high here. Labor challenges, they could push Amazon to alter its policies and ultimately threaten that efficiency, guys, that has turned it into a $1.5 trillion market cap powerhouse, Becky. So, you know, we don't want to threaten that efficiency. We don't want to threaten that efficiency. So you hear these terms, Amazon, they're being targeted. You hear these terms, Amazon, uh, we don't want to threaten their efficiency. But you see here or see other than independent channels, you hear nothing about why is it that these workers feel the need to unionize despite having the $15 minimum wage? Why is it? That worker after worker after worker messages journalists like me or Ken Klippenstein with The Intercept or other journalists and say, it is inhumane what we have to go through for that efficiency. It is inhumane what workers are tasked with and expected to do to get you that Amazon package in four hours. We can't be paid enough because we are losing years on our life. There are workers coming out saying one hour's one hour of work at Amazon is like 10 hours. But none of these outlets seem to think about that. They only look at, well, Amazon's very popular. Well, Amazon is polling very high. Maybe they're very popular and maybe they're polling very high because the corporate media hides that this company literally has executed an economic hunger games against its people. Let me repeat. Maybe the popularity of this company is the fact that the overwhelming majority of people just see their package and don't see the worker shitting in bags and peeing in bottles and slowly killing themselves to get them that package in three hours. Maybe that's part of the problem. You think? Let me play you some more of this clip because it's so tone deaf. I don't even know where to start. I don't think it's devastating if a union is created, as Deirdre just said, you have many years of, of negotiation and it's one place and maybe in other places there won't be unions. But I do think this is a story about the U.S. economy, and I think we will continue to see more of this. But, but Henry, I, I think going to this issue of even just how Amazon is dealing on social media with the likes of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, do you think that the strategy of pushing back on them, on pushing back on unions, um, is the right one. Uh, they, you know, Amazon's considered one of the most popular companies in the country, if not the most popular. And, and so maybe they, maybe they have an authentic claim on being able to push back, or do you think that that is a losing strategy longer term? Well, I don't think the execution over the weekend at the end of last week 
help them particularly. I, I think they do have a strong case to make, which is they led their industry in raising wages to $15 an hour. They have health care. This is something that other companies like Walmart and Target, all the fast food companies have not yet done. They've been fighting it. They will move toward it over time. So I think Amazon does have good right. arguments there. And I do think that people actually do generally like Amazon. Again, people generally do like Amazon. Well, Mr. White Guy, who probably makes well, well, well over six figures, why do people like Amazon? Why do people like Amazon? Efficiency, ease, comfort, yada, yada, yada. But despite this being the United Corporations of America, because it is the United Corporations of America, do you think possibly, do you think people possibly just think that these things happen seamlessly, that they don't know what goes into uh, them getting their package so quickly, that they don't know what goes into this efficiency? Do you think that could be part of its popularity? Because, you know, either we just assume that Americans don't give a damn, that Americans don't care if these people are dying. They need their, you know, workout band or whatever the hell people are ordering. Uh, within four hours or a day or whatever, and they don't really care how it gets there. They don't really care. You could you could compare it to like you know how do you get your Nikes? China, you know slave way, slave labor. How do you get many things that we get out of sight, out of mind? But I do think it's a little bit different with here because I think Americans tend to think out of sight, out of mind when it comes to foreign labor. I do think uh, more Americans would be viscerally outraged if. They were made aware of workers being tracked, workers not getting breaks, workers being uh, shitting in bags, workers peeing in water bottles uh, on the uh, on the dry, uh, on the job. It's just incredible to me because I really don't think I, I genuinely do not think uh, maybe I'm giving the American people too much credit. I genuinely do not think that most Americans have any clue how they get their packages so quickly, how what how that efficiency works. And I do think if they knew, if they knew, I don't really think they'd be too happy about it. I really don't. Uh, because most people viscerally do have an issue with, you know, essentially people passing out at work. Most people do have an issue with, you know, uh, maybe not as much capitalism, but like Dr. Evils like Jeff Bezos. And I want to read you this because this is just this is everything that I found out and I've reported just to, just distilled. Amazon started a Twitter war because Jeff Bezos was pissed. There's Dr. Evil himself. Um, Amazon has long been at odds with Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren over their criticisms of the company's labor and business practices. But the discord reached new heights last week when Amazon aggressively went after both senators on Twitter in an, in an unusual attack for a large corporation, which each new, with each new snarky tweet from an Amazon executive or the company's official Twitter account, insiders and observers are alike asked a version of the same question, what the hell is going on? It turns out that Amazon's leaders were following a broad mandate from the very top of the company, Fight Back. Recode has learned that Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos expressed dissatisfaction in recent weeks that company officials weren't more aggressive in how they push back against criticisms of the company that he and other leaders deem inaccurate or misleading. 
What followed was a series of snarky and aggressive tweets that ended up fueling their own media cycles. So that's the key. And this is what the media will never push back. We'll never push back on Amazon. What exactly, what exactly is Jeff Bezos saying is inaccurate or misleading? Is it inaccurate? Is it inaccurate that workers are shitting and peeing in bags in their Amazon, Amazon cars that they drive? Company denies it, but uh, are these workers making it up here? I mean, I'll just read you. This is from The Intercept, who, who's done good work on Amazon recently. One document from January marked Amazon Confidential details various infractions, infractions by Amazon employees, including public urination and public defecation. The document was provided to The Intercept by an Amazon employee in Pittsburgh who, like most of the employees I talked to, was granted an anonymity to avoid professional reprisal. The employee also provided an email sent by an Amazon logistics area manager last, last May that chastised employees for defecating into bags. Quote, this evening, an associate discovered human feces in an Amazon bag that was returned to a st to station by a driver. This is the third occasion in the last two months when bags have been returned to stations with poop inside. We understand that driver's associates may have emergencies while on road, and especially during COVID. DAs have struggled to find bathrooms while delivering. We've noticed an uptick recently of all kinds of unsanitary garbage being left inside bags. So I want to read this part. So this is the third occasion in the last two months when bags have been returned to station with poop inside. We understand that driver associates may have emergencies while on the road. Well, why is it? Why is it an emergency? Why is it that these drivers don't feel that they can actually pull over and go to the bathroom? Maybe it's because you are literally clocking their every single movement. Maybe it's because you are literally tracking it so that if they don't get their deliveries done in that four hour span that you're docking them pay or eventually getting rid of them. That's not a, a, a job that is meets any sense of labor practices. That is exploitation at the highest amounts. Christina Brown, who is the sister of Bashan Brown. Um, I broke that story in January. If you're in, if you're unfamiliar, um, Basically, Bashan died suddenly in January after testing coworkers. So I, the family was too poor to get an autopsy. So nobody knows really if she had COVID. She just came home one night uh, on a Thursday, told her sister, I got a headache. The next morning, she got her kid, her daughter, 12-year-old Gabriel, ready for school. And then she went back to sleep because she didn't feel well. And she died in her sleep, 38 years old, no major health problems. What I learned from Christina, Christina and Pashan were drivers for a while. And in the in a winter storm, uh, they were dropping off Amazon, uh, you know, Amazon Prime packages. In that storm, uh, Christina got in an accident and her car flipped. Literally, her Amazon car flipped. When she called her supervisor, do you know what the response was? Not, are you okay? Is the car okay? Christina said, yeah, the car's Okay, I mean, it wasn't totaled or anything. You know what they asked next? Not, are you okay? First was, is the car okay? And then said, do you think you could finish your deliveries? Guess she had like three, three more deliveries. That's not one bad apple. That's not one bad apple supervisor. That's a culture. That is a culture of 
I don't, I think under, I think ex exploitation is an understatement. That is a culture of evil. That is a culture of sociopaths. That is a culture of, they slipped on black ice. That's how it slipped. That's how it flipped. Uh, it was, they were driving in winter conditions and, and she hit black ice and it flipped. That is a culture of psychopathy. Okay. And where does that come from? It comes from the top. It comes from the richest person on earth that the corporate media has slobbered over, slobbered over. Oh, Jeff Bezos and his philanthropy. Oh, Jeff Bezos, he makes, you know, pre, uh, pre-kindergarten for uh, underprivileged children. Oh, and this, this philanthropy to save the ocean and this philanthropy uh, to help the homeless in Seattle. Oh, the homeless that he has put on the streets in Seattle. If you remember, I think two years ago, I went to Seattle. And I covered the economic terrorism, economic terrorism that this man has unleashed on Seattle. People that were born and raised in Seattle living on the streets because rent went up 70% in five years because of Amazon. Would Amazon contribute to getting these people off the streets towards affordable housing? Hell no. Amazon fought, kicked and screamed and fought against a $250, $250 per employee tax that would go towards alleviating the homeless nightmare in Amazon, uh, in Seattle. And by the way, not just Seattle, it's San Francisco, San Jose, Portland, Los Angeles, all over this country. Companies like Amazon are destroying small businesses. And it's not just that they're destroying small businesses. Amazon, there's so much reporting out there. Amazon has stealed in, stolen intellectual property from entrepreneurs and small businesses. A small business approaches Amazon with an idea or with a patent or with a product. Amazon basically then creates a knockoff of that product and then buries the company that approached them in, in, algorithm, in our Amazon's ranking so that you don't even see their product. You just see Amazon's knockoff that they stole for the small business. Kind of sounds like what YouTube's doing to independent outlets, burying us in their fucking algorithm. So it's just unbelievable. This is like uh, the coal miner, what the Pinkertons did to the coal miners back in the day. Uh, obviously, what white slave owners did to black slaves. And I'm not comparing Amazon's working conditions to black slaves, to be clear. But the idea of just forced labor the idea of essentially, if you die, you die, but we got to get these packages out. I mean, I even wrestle with it. For example, this thing right here, this is called an IFB. Um, it's broken. I don't know if you see. This thing is broken. So uh, I originally ordered it on Amazon. Ty sent me the link through Amazon, and I needed it like quickly. So, uh, yeah, I got it on Amazon, which I, I feel bad about, to be honest with you. Uh, but now it's broken. So I looked online, and the only places that seem to sell it is Amazon. Well, why is that? Because Amazon is basically buried, and Google has also buried its competitors. So what do I do? I got a broken earpiece that I don't know where I could get, get it. Uh, I, I don't even know where I could find it. So it's not that... It's not even that I'm not willing to wait and use a broken earpiece. It's that I don't know where to find it. And that's intentional because Amazon is 
basically burying competitors on its own platform. Yeah, eBay, I'm going to look. So this is, this is a crisis of humanity, this company. It's also a crisis of journalism because we, you know, if you watch that as coup, we don't really have a journalism industry in this country anymore. We have a bunch of way, way, way out of touch, privileged, mostly white uh, coastal elites have hijacked the journalism industry and basically slobber over Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, uh, all of the Democratic elite. They slobber over Jeff Bezos. They slobber over Warren Buffett. They slobber over Bill Gates. They slobber over the CIA. And they don't tell you the goddamn truth about what's going on. Let me play a little bit more of this clip so you just see the total, total manufacturing of consent. Why do you there, think that I Amazon... I don't think their, their Twitter war was you, smart. If you think Amazon's on the right side of things relative to the Walmarts and Targets of the world, why do you think they get the... And I don't know if you think it's disproportionate or not, but they get a lot of attention, as you know, from the left from Elizabeth Warren, from a Bernie Sanders. Appropriate, well, not appropriate? Well, they, they get what Walmart in its heyday got, which is you're destroying small businesses, uh, you're, you're, you're funneling all the money now to the richest person in the world. It's just an easy company to attack that way. And they're huge. They employ almost a million people. Right. So so there's a lot to gain from that. The stock has done so well. It's so high profile. So very easy target. But I do think they, again, they are headed in the right direction. I think everybody else needs to follow them. And I think as a right. society and economy, we need to think more about, you know, big, rich companies can afford right. to make sure that their full-time employees aren't poor. And that's the case with a lot of our big, rich companies. Did I just hear that right? Did you just hear that right? Uh, other companies need to follow them. Other companies need to follow them. I mean, I don't expect this wealthy wealthy white dude to know what the fuck he's talking about. But this is not simply about what they're paying their workers. This is about they don't treat them like workers. They treat them like slaves. I mean, sorry, I don't want to offend anyone, but that's how they're treating these workers. It doesn't matter if you pay them $15 an hour if they are literally growing sick working. And they're growing sick. To be clear, they, they are growing sick working. They are peeing in water bottles. They are shitting in cars while trying to deliver prime packages for one reason and one reason only. The CEO or chairman, whatever his position is now, is a psychopath. He wants to literally squeeze as much profit as humanly possible. Give him credit. They're a $1.5 trillion company, and he has gotten them to that point by literally killing his workers. When I say killing, I'm saying killing. They might not be dying in the moment, but when you put this amount of stress on human beings to turn out package after package after package. We haven't gotten, we haven't even gotten into how many people have died during this pandemic because that motherfucker, Jeff Bezos, literally, do you know that customers got priority for hand sanitizer before Amazon workers? Did you know that? I spoke with uh, workers in Virginia. Literally, the customers got priority to get hand sanitizer over the workers. Workers. Literally, 
across the board, we're not getting N95 masks. We're not getting surgical gloves. We're not uh, getting um, uh, gowns. We're certainly not uh, being socially distanced because there is no way to socially distance in a warehouse. It's not possible. They weren't even, uh, at least in the Virginia warehouse that I covered, where Pashawn Brown died, the cleaning crew wasn't even cleaning the carts, which is what they use all day to move your products. So part of why Amazon is so popular, part of why they are doing well in the polling and all that, is because I would say 90% of Americans have not a clue that this man, Jeff Bezos, and this company has created an economic hunger games to get you your workout band or whatever the hell it is you need in four hours or one day. And that's a crime. It's a crime against humanity. And I don't know what's going to happen. Honestly, ugh, I, I hope that this union is successful. I hope this union vote wins. But we all know there's a lot of suspicious and tricky things and shady things that go on with these big companies. And I'm sorry to tell you, I don't have a lot of faith that this union vote is not going to be rigged. I, I do have hope that it passes, uh, but we're talking about hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars on the line for Amazon, because if this is, if this is successful in Alabama, it's good. You know, that term, a domino effect has been used. It will be a domino effect and it will spread. Um, it will start spreading to other places. And you want to know something? It will not just be Amazon at that point. It will be a domino effect for other companies that finally see, oh, here's a successful model. So Amazon is going to do everything humanly possible within the law and outside the law to rig this vote. And by the way, another report came out that the police in Bessemer, Alabama, were basically surveilling the union workers on behalf of Amazon. You call this a democracy? Literally, the police in Bessemer, Alabama, are literally tracking and trailing and surveilling these workers trying to unionize in Alabama. Kind of reminds me of Standing Rock. 